0: Hello, Nomads. Uh, This episode is recorded in the nice city of Tiraspol in Transnistria. Now you probably don't know this country uh, it's quite a unique place. It's an independent country that is basically not recognized by any other UN member in the world uh, other than four other unrecognized independent uh, countries basically it's a huge mess from the Soviet Union time and its breakup so if you're interested to hear about it or read about it you can you can google it Transnistria and I'm by the Lake, uh river, sorry, which is quite big, so that's why we're going to have some um, background noise for this recording of nature, which is always good. Uh, the topic of today is a digital nomad case study, which is basically the rules that I follow while living the nomadic lifestyle. Now, I regard this um, podcast episode and the post in Become Nomad as the most personal one I've got and the most important one. And why is it the most important for me? Basically, this is where I turn to wherever I'm not sure about something. I just, you know, after five years of traveling, I think one must have a set of rules uh, and understandings about their own unique style of traveling and this is basically what i've created with this post on become nomad and now with the podcast it's important because it's the most practical one i've got and uh, i can always turn back to it and see what's working what's not working and what has to be changed specifically for this post um, this one will keep on changing and keeps on changing. I wrote it about a year ago and since then it changed uh, pretty dramatically. I'll just say two things about the change. Basically, it's not that I... I'm not sure if it's that I'm discovering more truth or what I have to do and I'm correcting the post constantly or most probably I'm changing, you know, as my life continues and that uh, requires adjust- adjustments and that's why my own rules are constantly changing so um, with that said it goes without saying that if this post is not really true for me 100% and it keeps on upgrading and adjusting it will not be a, a resource that you can use 100% copy paste you and I are very much uh, different for good and good and bad and. Uh, I would just recommend you to see what I've done with those rules and write your own rules. If you're serious about the nomadic path, it might make sense to understand what is your unique way that makes you most happy while being on the road. So uh, with that said, let's, let's continue and let's dive into some of the general rules that are, that, that I use so let's start with the top factor in picking the next travel destination so you know the world is so big there are so many options and what i basically do or the most decisive factor when i decide where to go next is that i always try to go to a country that i've never been to before and this is uh, for me a very unique nomadic characteristic Uh, because our intuition always tells us hey you had fun in let's say buenos aires go back there and i tell myself in a way no actually i'm going to be more happy if i'm going to explore and live in a new country instead of keep on going back to the same ones Uh, with that said if i ever do go back to the same country again where i've been before i always try to live in a new city and not in the city where i stayed before so for example If I've stayed in Croatia in 2012 for 3 months in Zagreb, it was okay for me to go back in 2014 and stay in Split uh, by the Adriatic Sea. Those are totally different cities, so preferably I would have gone to another country, but if I'm already in the same country, I do not go to the same city again. Like This is a very strict rule that I follow, with one exception that I'm going to talk about later. Now, what are the other factors or rules when I try picking my next base? So, um, there, are, there is something that is critical for me specifically, which is the uh, concept of co-working. I can't work from home and I work a lot. And that means that if, I'm, if I have a candidate for a city where I would like to live, it will have to have co-working. This is something I'm checking in advance and if it doesn't have co-working, I'm out, basically. I'm not gonna gonna stay in this place or I'm not even gonna try going to this place. So this is an exception that I make or a very important filter. Now, one more thing I'm checking before going to a new place where I decide to stay and live for a while is the size of the city. So basically I discovered that anything between 100,000 size of population to one million is okay now let me explain why the smaller a city is uh, the more special it is the less dense crowded and and um, you know a little bit uh, nervous it is it makes me feel a lot better there is more nature and so on however when it's too small your chances of really having a good social life and a lot of stuff to do are decreased dramatically. So the balance I found is anywhere between 100,000 and 1,000,000 for the reasons I've mentioned before, which I'm starting to understand that the best number for me is actually around 220,000, 250,000 and not a lot more. I know it sounds like very high resolution but after 5 years I really understood what are the places that I like the most and I think that if you travel for a long time you should always take a good look and see where are the places or what are the characteristics of the places that make you happy and try to find the additional ones on the move. Now after considering those two very important factors of co-working and size of the city I also take a look and try figuring out what is the cost of living. So for example, I prefer currently in the stage of my life not to live in a, in a very expensive place because I know this will reduce the quality of my life. Other than that, I'm going I like going to places where I have friends. So if there are any friends, it's it's a, it's actually it makes sense to go there. So it's a little bit of a good addition. It's not critical, but it's definitely nice to have. I also check if there are relevant events where I want to assist and stuff that are relevant to my specific career. And there are other factors as well that are relevant. So we had a podcast episode about it and there is a specific post in the blog. So you can basically read a little bit more there about what are the main factors I take into account when picking the next place moving on to um, the rule of home base so basically my family is, is from israel and i go back to israel uh, try to go at least uh, every six to nine months depending on where i am if i'm close to israel for example in europe then i go every six months if i'm far away in south america i'll go every nine months the idea is to basically spend time with the family and also going back home is pretty cool because you can save costs. You know you can live with the family a little bit and actually pay back the flight in and out. So um, it's always good to also have a sense of home or a place where you feel like okay I do have some kind of a place where I keep on coming back to. While in Israel or in my own base, I opt to stay there between forty-five to sixty days for a very clear reason of. If I stay less in any place, doesn't matter if it's my home base or a new place, I'm not going to establish routines and it's not going to be simply enough time for me to adapt and and feel feel good. Also, staying a little bit longer with the family um, allows me to spend time with them and also save a little bit the costs, as we spoke about. In a general rule, I will not stay more than 120 days a year in my home base. my home country so this is something that i always follow and i never reach the situation where i stay more than 120 days usually i stay about 60 or 70 and so that's how it works out for me moving on to the basic definition of a nomadic wave nomadic wave is basically how, how i call my traveling periods and it's defined as the travel period between my departure and return to my home base Usually a nomadic wave will consist of two to three countries where I'm going to live and maybe two other countries where I'm just going to pass through. Why is it this number of countries? Because it depends on what I said before, I'm only staying six to nine months before going back to my home country and that means that I can only stay longer periods in two or three countries if I I do want to live there. I would say one thing. I'm 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 during a nomadic wave. I'm traveling by usually by land. I'm trying not to go by uh, with flights, and that means that a nomadic wave usually consists of countries that are close by. So, for example, a nomadic wave could be Greece, then going with a bus to or train to Bulgaria, and then going to Romania maybe checking out for a little while Moldova and then going back home. So this is a typical nomadic wave for me and this could be also in another country, for example in South America, it could be Chile and then Peru and then Bolivia and then short time in Paraguay and Uruguay and going back home. So that's an example of how I travel uh, by doing those nomadic waves. Now let's talk a little bit about my travel style I do I practice uh, slow travel uh, it's key concept for me because frequent travel really affects my mental sub- stability and my ability also to do some good work on my businesses so um by the way, you know, one more reason why I like to slow travel is because you can you can have really good friends if you stay for a while. If you're only going to stay for short, limited time, then chances are that you're not going to build a really good social circle. So for all those re- reasons, and I'll add one more, it's also a lot cheaper to do slow travel. Because if you know that you're going to stay for one month in a place automatically your accommodation expenses are going to go down uh, and your transportation of course will go down because the deals you can make on both are a lot better on a monthly basis so uh, a lot of reasons for for slow travel and this is uh, this is what I uh, this is what what I practice moving on to the length and types of stay so firstly i want to say tourists usually can't stay more than 3 months in a in a country And I actually see it as a blessing in disguise because there have been some situations where I felt comfortable in a place and I could have stayed longer. Just for, you know, I don't feel like going. Um, But the idea is that you have this limit that you know that legally you can stay and it keeps you you on the road, which I see as a great, actually a great advantage that uh, helped me out a lot. So while staying in a country, I have two types of bases. I call them travel bases. So basically the, fi- the fixed one and the per- temporal one. So a fixed base is where I would stay a minimum of one month at least. So I can have an apartment or I can have a co-working space for one month and so on. And this is a place where I as, that I regard as a place where I lived. And the temporary base is usually a place where I stay only uh, one week. I'm going to go into more details of the definitions of those bases uh, pretty soon. But I'll just say that usually in each country I have one fixed base and two temporal bases before I leave it. So it can be, for example, uh, spending a week in Brasov in Romania, spending a month in Bucharest in Romania as a fixed base or two months in Bucharest. And then spending one more week in Sibiu so you have over here two and a half months that consist out of one fixed base and anchor Bucharest in this case Uh, although Bucharest is too big for me and I actually stayed two months in Brasov and then you have the small two two bases temporal bases that where I stay only for a week in this case it was for example Brasov and Sibiu so this is how a nomadic wave in a country goes into also the split of temporal base and fixed base and the fixed base is the most important one where i can actually it's my anchor where i can actually work and create a social life by the way i try not to decide if a place is a fixed base or a a temporary base uh, only after one week so i usually stay one week in a place and only after that i decide according to a few characteristics if um, I like it or not, enough to stay and to make it a fixed base. Moving on to something we've discussed a little bit in the beginning, uh, the concept of going back to a place where I've been before. So basically if I do go back to a city where I lived before, for example Zagreb, currently I have a limitation of I can only stay in the places where I lived for only one week. So that's something that keeps me again running away from, keeps me from running away to comfort to the places I know, and it it does help a lot. And I would just say that I have one exception to uh, to this rule. Only once a year, I can stay in a place where I've lived before for a maximum of one month. So that way, I really pick the place where I really had a lot of fun and I want to see badly and that helps a lot, because it allows me to keep on seeing new places uh, while on the move now let's discuss a little bit uh, my time schedule or my day schedule Uh, I'm gonna start with the weekends actually, which are the most uh, interesting uh, uh, for me so my weekend doesn't have work and uh, I actually have it on Friday and Saturday because uh, that's the way we have it in Israel So we actually work on Sunday, but on Fridays I have a really laid back day of just meeting friends and usually doing some traveling and uh, on Saturday um, I totally travel. I go to a new place where my basic rule is that I want to spend Friday night out of my city, out of my base and this is something that I follow and has helped me greatly. I will just say something about the weekends. Sadly, even as a digital nomad that is traveling the world and has lived more than 60 countries in in the last five years, I have a lot of limitation because of work. And during uh, most of the day, uh, you know, I, I just keep on working in co-working places. So basically, the weekends are my real only shot of actually traveling and getting to know a place or a country and the small attractions and big attractions it has. So the weekends are super critical for me. I also do the separation between weekdays and weekends and that's why weekends are so important. Uh, On the logistic side, I'll just say that in order for me not to get stuck in my city, I make the booking for Friday night in advance uh, for accommodation, so I know that I'm gonna go somewhere or I lose my, my booking. I try to go to really weird places on on Friday and Saturday it can be camping place there can be some uncertainty involved because during the weekdays I can't have uncertainty because I work so on Friday and Saturday I try to get lost a little bit which is a, a curse in many for many people getting lost but to tell someone to get lost but for me that's why the week, weekends exist in order to really get lost a little bit on the um, let's say administration side to it so as for my bag and everything I usually leave them in the co-working sp- space so that's that's something really cool if I check out of my hostel on Friday and I go back on Sunday co-working space is great because you can leave your suitcase there and then travel light uh, for a weekend one thing that I'm trying on the weekends is actually getting hosted by people on couch surfing or also do Airbnb uh, because you know I can have a little bit more uncertainty and things can go well or, or not so well and you know spend a little bit more time than usual uh, again this is part of my uh, weekend routine if I don't find a host on Airbnb or couchsurfing, I usually opt for a dorm bed for the weekend on a Friday night uh, because that simply allows me to uh, meet a lot more people uh, in comparison to the weekdays where I need to sleep well and I opt for a single uh, room. On the weekends I'm always going to try doing a walk for three hours which is really balancing me during the entire week uh, ahead so picking a destination for the weekend that has a national park in it is absolutely great and that's basically that's basically my weekend routines And I'm going to continue this article in another post. Uh, The the problem in Transnistria is that they only give you visa for 10 hours and I'm already here for 8. So if I want this podcast to continue, it's time for me to get back to Moldova. So enjoy the week and we'll continue, hopefully, next week. Bye-bye.